Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out I love how they add Ito to all the, like, the, the diminutive. It's so, it's so cool. Who does that? Just in, like, Spanish. Okay. Like, if it's, like, you just put I-T-O or I-T-A for the feminine, like, Juanita is, like. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, for, like, little, like, little brother. Yeah. Hermani- it's Hermanito. Super, yeah, it's super cool. I've been watching the show Money Heist on Netflix, and, yeah, they do that a lot where he's like, oh, Arturito. Yeah, it's 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 super cool. It's a charming it's a charming way of doing things. You know what's not a charming way of doing things? Invading other countries. Invading a country. <laughs> in, yeah, like invading a sovereign nation. Invading a sovereign nation, <laughs> dropping bombs. Didn't even declare a war. Just like fuck it, smash and grab, and just lying um, and shit. Have, have you ever heard? I mean, not to, you know, I mean, we're not geopolitical experts. So, have you guys ever heard any music, that. Russian music or Ukrainian music? I, I'm I'm going to assume they're somewhat similar. Well. I mean, not nothing recent. I don't seek it out. I, if I were to just um, probably wrongly associate it with anything, it'd just be kind of like polka. I think that's yeah. Polish. Yeah, Give it, it is, but like polka, like, like polka and Tetris. <laughs> it's Eastern Europe, so it's, it's close. I, I, I'm familiar with like, some of the kind of mandolin kind of stuff you hear, like the Russian, yeah. you know. Well, I don't know any of the like traditional songs, but like there is a tune by Irving Berlin that I was kind of turned on to from Jerry Garcia called Russian yeah, Lullaby. For sure. And it has that that vibe and it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous I love this you know, the Even sound. Even when I said like polka, it reminds me of that some of that Grisman and Garcia stuff too. But that has that kind of like almost beat to it. It's not like cheesy polka, like I guess good polka. <laughs> It's not polka con queso. <laughs> polka sin queso. I've heard. I dated a Ukrainian uh, girl a while back, and she she would listen to some Russian pop or Ukrainian pop, and I think it, I actually think it was Russian music, and it was basically just pop music with a Russian person singing. Like, and it would be like American covers of like a Smashing Pumpkins song or like a Metallica song with with an acoustic guitar and a dude singing it in Russian. The other day, uh, I was in a Uber for probably a half hour, me and Paul Beauvais, and the guy was uh, Russian or Ukrainian. It just had his pop music just bumping. Um, it was a uh, novel so at first, but we got out of, the, out of that car as quickly as we could. We were like, holy shit, what the hell is that? <laughs> it was just a half hour. We had been drinking, watching football, and then we're stuck in there, like going from football, drinking beer, right to yeah. Uber, just bumping the, how, the Russian Usta. <laughs> when Uber now, started, you get in the car and there's like candy and shit. It's like, what you want to hear? And now it's like, you listen to what the fuck I want to listen to. Yeah. And I want to tip. Yeah. And then <laughs> the someone's just bumping loud music and taking completely wrong turns. Like bullshit. <laughs> like shit they know. Right. Right. And it's like, if you're playing Marley, it's like, okay, fucking everyone. No one gets the shit on Marley. But like something that's specific as like Russian pop or whatever. It's like. What is the most yeah. random? Neil, that might have been yours. But most random like Uber music experience you've had. Does one come to mind or stick out? Well, not random, but memorable. I got in the car with my wife, and her name is 
Georgia and the chick's like, oh, your name's Georgia. I've got a song for you. And I was like, I was like, it's probably going to be George on my mind. Yeah. And it's like, or is it going to be Devil Went Down to Georgia? Yeah. And it was Georgia by John Mayer. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just for you. <laughs> Just for me. I was like, of, I was like, of the two, I don't like, even know that song, awesome. but I, I guess you do now. You should go check it out. It's great. I think that was my most random because I usually try to exclusively um, have headphones when I'm jumping in an Uber. Yeah. I don't want to talk or my, listen to your music. My, my favorite is I was in New Orleans at a bachelor party and we go to this, there's a late night spot called Snake and Jake's that really I think it's a more of a local place, but it's open until like five. And it's like I'm middle of a neighborhood. I think it's near Tulane. And I'm with like five <laughs> of my buddies from college and we get into this Uber and it's this, it's, it's, a white minivan and a, a large black man driving it and and we get in and dude, is this ethnicity relevant uh it, it is when you hear the music that's that was playing um this so we get in more racist everything you say so we well just wait so we get in <laughs> and he that's goes he goes all right i'm gonna play y'all some tunes just pops in creed just starts blasting creed and then i feel like that was a little stereotypical on his part honestly <laughs> Reverse Why do you assume you like Creed? Because you're a white guy? No, no. So then he goes <laughs> from Creed. Then he goes from Creed to Phil Collins. Now just we're talking. Bumping Phil Collins yeah. to Stevie Nicks. Huh. Who is this guy? I can't even get him to drive for us. <laughs> I feel, so what is your. All right. So what do you think would be. I mean, I think you just have to put it on pop radio, right? Dude, I, like, say, I say you play American Girl just to freak out everyone who's ever seen Silence of the Lambs all the time. <laughs> Well, just on repeat? On repeat. So when somebody gets in, American Girl's like mid-song, and then it ends, and then it just starts over? Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of this, it's not an Uber, but just yesterday, um, so the past two weeks they've been doing like earthquake uh, stuff to the, our apartment building, and the beam is right under my office, the one they're replacing. Like literally two weeks of jackhammers, banging, ripping. Like it's, it's. I can't even believe I get anything done. It's that bad. It's like so loud. But. Or are you just that good? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I think you're just that yeah. good. Yeah. I think you're just that. It's making me stronger. But <laughs> yesterday they added a sweet ska radio station all day to the mix. So it was in between the jackhammer and banging was like really whiny ska. I think it had to have been a radio radio station. I know it, that wasn't a big old disc changer of all those songs, but um, <laughs> it was. Uh, You're gonna have a five. It was train. so bad, like and five. I don't I don't hate ska, but whatever this was, that's. You're like more jackhammer, please. It, but it made it so bad that it was almost just hilarious and novel at that point. Like whatever, just have at it, fellas. Have at it. It'd be fun <laughs> to have like a self help like a self help tape on while people have are some Tony Robbins. Just like you're good enough. You can do this. You can Stop having those you thoughts. Will. You're good enough. You can do this. D- <laughs> set goals. Do not Make kill the passengers. boundaries. Do that to some Russian. You can do it. I can do it. Do Russian bear. Well, on that note is Radiohead palatable in an Uber? I'm kidding. Uh, this is Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you, and this week we are discussing Radiohead's Fake Plastic Trees from their 1995 album The Bends, written by Radiohead and produced by John Becky. 
and released on Parlophone. What if it's actually just a Christmas song and we never realized it? Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah some girl got some girl got tits for Christmas. <laughs> it's a Radiohead Christmas. What's the point? I first heard this song in high school, probably. Uh, maybe junior high. I remember my buddy Edward's sister had this disc, uh, or had this album this on CD, The Benz, and I was fascinated with the cover because it's like an Inside Out Man slash, what was the Pepsi guy's name? Max, Max Headroom, Headroom. And it kind of looks like a crash test dummy. Yeah, yeah. But I was 12 when this came out, so I definitely didn't know this. I definitely wasn't listening to this album. I didn't really get into them until... I got OK Computer when I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. This song probably came into my consciousness because people were obsessed with Clueless and around mm-hmm. this time, and there is an acoustic version of this song in that movie. So I was probably aware of this around the time it came out. Anyway, it's always struck me as this like strange, lovely, somber, melodic rock ballad, and it checks pretty much all the boxes for me. I, I, I say strange because like it's got a weird verse uplifting chorus kind of go down and goes down it's almost a bridge in in some 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 aspects but it works really well but the melody is fantastic and the production for me pushes it over the top it allows the song to breathe while giving it an epic feel it's hard not to enjoy the experience when whenever i hear this song i'm not sure when i heard this song first because i mean obviously like creep and stuff is massive and then this came out yeah, and, th- and this whole album is fucking amazing. Like, it just shows you, it's like, okay, this band is not a fluke. They clearly have a lot to offer, and come to find out they were just getting started. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's supremely compelling and all that good stuff. I will say, it, it, it's one of the few songs, it's probably one of my favorite songs that I'm glad I didn't write, because, like, I don't really want to look at the world that way. I mean, that's my thing with Radiohead, is, like, I have so much admiration for them, I don't think I would want to be in Radiohead, because I'm like... What do they do after the fucking gig? Just go to therapy? It just sounds like they're all so fucking. I mean, his the first song he ever wrote was called, the first song Tom York ever wrote was called Mushroom Cloud. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's like, but that, but that just kind of demonstrates how well he does what a song's supposed to do, which is bring you into his world, bring you into the things that he's contemplating. I always tell my wife, I'm like, I'm kind of like a, I'm kind of jockish for like art folks but i'm kind of like artsy for jockish folks and like this is you're in the middle exactly you're you're a swiss army you're a swiss army jock, <laughs> swiss swiss army rock, jock. Rock jock. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um you know with, with something like this i mean this is like it's like it's like almost like the brits like like with the brits it's like that whole hanging on and quiet desperation is the english like it's just but it's so mm-hmm. intrinsic and so thoughtful it's beautiful it's not exactly fun but it is certainly art of the highest order when it comes to songwriting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty much unassailable. I mean, after listening to it uh, today, like my one word review would just be damn. It's fucking so good. Damn. D-A-Y-U-M. Um, and Jonathan, I, def- D- <laughs> I definitely agree. It, it has. I don't want to look at the world that way either, <laughs> but it, it is fun to view it through his lens from time to time actually i had to at some point today i had to i had listened to it a couple times i was like i gotta stop this i was, <laughs> I was getting too introspective just it wears you out doesn't it, <laughs> it wore me out um 
<laughs> but I think it's very emblematic of Radiohead. Just kind of it has a lot of what we were just talking about with tonally. You know, they've strayed into a lot more like uh, electronic stuff from time to time, but there's always some good acoustic songs or that, that feature more of an, an acoustic guitar. And this song specifically seems like a bridge between kind of Creep and Kid A and, you know, like that, the new Radiohead and old Radiohead. I do love that it really doesn't have any of the, the tricks or like just odd noises or, or you know, it's, it's very straight ahead, but in a very beautiful way. It definitely sounds like the 90s, but also sounds ahead of its time. So, Jonathan, are you saying it would be therapeutic rock in this instance? Or... I think it's just therapeutic. I don't know. It's like clinical. <laughs> it's just fucking... A friend of mine... Clinical rock. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a friend of mine studied at Oxford, and I went and hung out with him over there. You know, and they're, they're from Oxford, and... You talking about Ole Miss? No. No. Okay. The, fucking, the original... Just making sure. The OG Oxford... You know, it, it, it definitely fits. And then a friend of mine, uh, another friend was living in London and he was in the particular part of London. It's it's a little, it, it's not, it's not, you know, fucking super, the frou area. It's it's more, it's not so posh. It's actually the Whitechapel. It's where like all the Jack the Ripper murders happened back in the day. And like, just. So there's only one frou. Exactly. No, there's no frou. It's sans frou. Oh, it's, it's fruless. Fruless. Exactly, uh, and, but and, but this song definitely just kind of has that like. There is a like, obviously America gets a lot from Britain, but there is definitely I feel like an undercurrent of that's different, and I don't know if it's just like the weather or the clouds or what it is, but this this is like the so English and and it's great that way. I fucking love. I'm a total Anglophile, but like it's like I said, I don't I wouldn't want to be. If I wouldn't want to yeah. see the world quite this way. Until I really sat down and like uh, dissected all the words. It kind of was one of those songs that is very dark in some ways, but it's kind of uplifting to me. Like I, I just got into the words and how just how fucking kind of sad it is. Hold on, um, how does that, how is that, up? I'm just curious. Is, are you happy you're not this guy? No, no, I'm just saying in general, <laughs> like until today, I didn't look at it as like a super depressing song. You know oh, you mean? didn't. I, just because of the melody yeah. and, and the vibe of it, it's like so it good, just right? put me in a good, it put me in my right place. I agree. I mean, it, it's, for me, the the lyric is almost irrelevant in this song because the melody is so good. That, that's what draws me to the song. That's why I enjoy the experience of listening to it. And I say enjoy it. it, it it's very lonely. Let, let's put it that way. And it's isolating and it's destructive somewhat. <laughs> but it's well, what a party but, we're having. But. There's a sweetness about it, and I'm just talking about the melody, I, th- th- how it makes me feel. There, there's a sweetness about it, and I find a ray of hope in the melody that I you can't can't really find in the in the lyric if <laughs> if you're listening to it. You know, when I when a melody grabs me and like takes me through that many emotions and the words where the words are irrelevant, I don't even have to hear the word words. That's that's powerful. And Tom York who is the singer he said it was a melody he didn't know what to do with but it's something that i'm assuming he couldn't get away from because it's so good i think the melody's so good you don't even need the big orchestral flourish at the end like it, it would still be memorable yeah. i think it definitely without it. it definitely works though i mean i love the way the song kind of builds the whole time and has. No, a, i didn't say it didn't yeah. work i didn't yeah, say no, it didn't no, work yeah, totally. I, i'm talking sp- sp- melody specific and then it, 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 that works on its own. 
Did you read anywhere, like, apparently he's kind of t- had took a couple takes of this and then was crying afterwards? I don't <laughs> know if that's true, but that almost speaks to kind of just the the sadness and almost ray of hope. I would I would imagine he's saying this, and then if he was crying, it was just like, holy fuck, I got that out. <laughs> then, then you find out he cries after every take of every song. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the words, like, there is some hope. Where's the hope? I'm curious. And I think she looks like the real thing. She tastes like the real thing. Just the melody and those words. I don't know if he's lost her. I guess he has plastic love for her. I don't know what's going on. But yeah, that's, that one part, I, it's just, it's very nice. It's a, one of the bigger parts of the song. The problem with that is he follows it with my fake plastic love. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I but I only knew that today. I didn't know that before. He compares her, his love for her to a watering can, but it's also fake and plastic. It's like, but if if he could just be who she wanted, but he can't. If, but <laughs> if. she wants she wants fucking Nikki Six. God damn it! With the lyric, it's kind of like, who knows what these fucking lyrics it's are about? Just like, like the most I, obvious I never, lyrics never... of all fucking time. What do you mean? Who knows what they're about? They're so obvious. Okay, what are they about? The fucking, what's the fucking matter? Like, everyone's out for themselves. Everyone's fucking selfish. Like, it's all fucking bullshit. Like, everything's fake and made in fucking China, and it's all just a gimmick. Like, hey, yeah. like it's so apparent. I don't like, get quite that. I mean, I, I know what you mean. I think that's there. What else is there? For Let sure. Me ask you, give me examples it's, of what else is there and, 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 and the lyrics that well, demonstrate it. Look, there is a cultural critique, anti-consumerism. I feel like that's anti-materialistic. Songs, really. Sure, and you can you, and you can basically break this song down into the three parts where he's talking about a woman who's who's alone. That's what the first thing is is right. is to me a woman who's alone and is surrounding herself with bullshit. Right. And second part a is a surgeon. man, a plastic surgeon who can't defeat gravity. Right. <laughs> the third part is basically him. And, and in that sense, if you look at it in the three parts, you could look at it as if with a little voyeurism of him just kind of being on the outside looking in at this fake relationship be it, and dreaming of offering this woman something real. Yeah. You know, if, if he... If, but, but that's, that's, a, that's also that, kind of a stretch. Because right, that's hopeless. You can tell it's hopeless. Yeah. The song is hopelessness. But there, there's hope there. there. <laughs> Even What words suggest in, hope? Give me the words. There's none. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking, it's I know, but it's just man. the like, vibe and the melody. It feels like it it's feels beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Feels like, like he's having a moment. <laughs> it's gonna affect his life positively. I've already said there's no hope in the lyric. It's just beautiful. It's aesthetically beautiful, but it's not hopeful at all. No, no. But the the, the melody has some hope I, in it. The melody. You just think it's pretty. It is pretty. There's a hope in there's a hope in beauty, Jonathan. Um, that's Josh. not true. What are your thoughts? I think one of the most brilliant parts of the song is it wears her out, it wears him out, it wears me out. Yeah, it's the fucking um, life. It's just like, it, it's also tiresome. It's also I mean, I, I think life. the lyric as a whole, you know, has a has a thought to it, but I think a lot of the lines are, are borderline rock and roll lyrics. That It's all rock and roll. We're, we're talking about rock and roll songs. It's no, all rock and roll rock, lyrics. These aren't rock and roll gibberish. <laughs> these aren't like... I, I, think, I think some of the lines ones? are bored and like... This, this ain't no Little Black okay. Submarines. It, which ones are rock and roll gibberish? Um, her fake Chinese rubber plant. Is literally a fucking no, like, I don't plastic think, earth. No, this is, I mean, this is 
pretty brilliant stuff, I think. I mean, bought from a rubber man in a town full of rubber plans. Yeah, they're just all yeah, the rubber plans. Rubber plans is the best line. <laughs> it's all just, it's all all just rubber plans. <laughs> He's a bunch of people who just, they're, they're, they're clearly not rubber people, but they're just more people who are totally unaware of their own motivations. They're at their fucking mercy of base desires. They're not, mm-hmm. they're just going they through the motions of bullshit. And burn. Yeah, they're just going through the motions and they don't even realize it. And he's sitting there looking at it all being like, why do anything? I guess because he writes good, just play music. It's like, it sounds like kind of guy. If you I get that more from the, from the last two verses than I do the first one is what I'm saying. But he's just mm-hmm. saying that everything's fake. It's all fucking bullshit. Why bother? But, but the, the real question is, Josh, would you prefer if it had more literal lyrics? No, I've already said the lyric is based. I, I didn't know what the lyric was before this week. What? Like I, I knew some of the I knew some of the lines. I'd never looked up the lyric. I I only like the melody is just so yeah, good. Like yeah. I, I didn't. Singer's care. gonna sing. I didn't really care. I mean, it took me da, till da, today da, 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 to actually like look at the lyrics. Really? Um, That's yeah, all I, mean, I hear in this. Song, I got the vibe. Lyrics. I knew it was about plastic fucking life and just. <laughs> it was about plastic. <laughs> And fakeness. But Tom York even kind of said they were just gibberish. He he said that it was a he finds them funny and joke like a joke, a drunken night and a breakdown. That's 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 his description of this of this lyric. Sweet. <laughs> if I could be who you wanted, if I could be. And circling back to Neil's first question, I mean, I would say the end of it ties it all together. If I could be who you wanted, if I could be mm-hmm. who you wanted all the time, all the time. That that's that's a great climax, pinnacle of the song, yeah. whatever. And, and it, just it hammering, in, hammering home cool. the depression. <laughs> well, it's probably because now at this point, you know, he's definitely a recognized rock star. I mean, he's not; they're not as big as they're going to get, but he's. They were big. I mean, they're big on MTV with Creep. So at this point, he's a fucking, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of chicks who want to hang out with him. And he knows it's like, yeah, this is bullshit. Like, you want me because of who I am. And if I could be that person, then maybe we'd actually have something. But I'm not that person anyway. So what the fuck is the point? <laughs> I mean, and around and around we go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, since we're talking about Tom, why don't we why don't we talk about the vocal for a little bit? What What do you guys think about his vocal? It's well done. I think he takes a lot of chances with those high notes. And it's just very droney. It's, it's, it's emblematic of just like a classic Radiohead performance. You, you, know, there's a you lot find this on. vocal droney? No, no, not the melody, but just kind of the 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 way he growls and drones. And, and the whole song has a drone. There's a mundane to element to parts of it. I know what you mean by yeah. that. It's just kind of, but parts, but then it gets very, huh. it gets very compelling. I mean, see, Tom York is my favorite kind of singer, which I realize now. Where it's someone who, like, I don't really want to hear Tom York sing other people's songs, but when he sings, you hear the story. And like people who can sing anything oftentimes aren't great songwriters because they're just so enamored with singing that they can just fucking sing. Whereas, like, someone like Kirk Cobain or Tom York or, you know, Bowie's a good singer, but, like, it's all about the song and making it happen. And, like... You just have such a clear insight into who he is from his songs. Yeah, song, and you can, and his singing. It's you can hear like the animosity always in his voice. Yeah, it's like the total opposite of American Idol bullshit. You know, it's like for me, his voice it is an acquired taste. I've always enjoyed it. Acquired it. There's like a he has a, an edge to his voice that like it's brittle and it's reckless, but it's controlled and it's and it's got some bite to it. Like when he wants it to, like you can almost feel the breakdown in his vocal in this song, mm-hmm. or, or him being on the on the verge of a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, in this song. Yeah, right. Naya. 
and it that's you know hard to pull off i mean that's it's very subtle and like it takes a lot of um mental instability yeah <laughs> on all the wears out he sounds worn out which it is just feels so effective. like what's the fucking point well, he's worn right. out. The thing is, with the time you wrote this, so impressive is he can go from that like his voice just sounds like dirty fucking snow, and then he goes to these like angelic yeah. fucking falsettos when he wants to, which is the contrast is a fantastic. Yeah, which is like the yearning and like the. I'm curious. It's what have you? I'm just how much yearning have you experienced? And I'm just I'm yearning. Is that? It's like what? What situations would you feel like you've experienced yearning? I, I yearn. What do you? What sure. do you? What do you? What do you yearn just... for? <laughs> Neil, are you an habitual yearner? <laughs> no, I think that's a want. I think that's a like. This, a, so a, yearning isn't desire. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a. I feel like there's there's more soul to it than. Yeah, it's like trying to define than, yourself or something. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, a yearning for like more profound things than money. Yeah. I think then, would. then uh, my answer remains the I'm same. I'm currently I yearn often. I yearn I'm yearning for, for more wine, and that's being fulfilled <laughs> and filled at the same time. I yearn to um, write a song like this. <laughs> it's it's a more desperate like wishing. I feel like. Yeah. Can you have a yearning without a burning? Like, is it is is yearning <laughs> always burning, or is it? Just uh, does yarning does yarning equal yeah, burning? But burning doesn't equal yarning. Or does it? Is there sometimes? A, um, I th- I th- I think burning yeah. is implied. Yeah, it needs to burn. Now, but it, it's like the whiskey bourbon thing, you know. I mean, burning it doesn't always require yarning, but yarning always requires. Perfect. <laughs> and see. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's move to my second favorite part of this song, which is the production. Uh, this song is produced by John Leckie. Uh, he is a very, very British producer who's worked with British bands like Magazine, The Verb, Muse, Stone Roses, this album, many others. I think we're we have another example of hot bacon cold lettuce here, right? I don't know. Expand. Well, there's a lot of quiet it's dynamics yeah. Yeah. dynamic up down up because what's what's really great about this song that you don't find in a lot of songs is yeah i mean they do a very typical thing where you just start off with the acoustic and then there's an organ and then second verse drums and a couple other things come in and then third verse gets real big but in between there when it goes down into the yeah. it wears me out which is i guess the chorus you just don't hear that a lot where like the verse builds up and then it goes down to the chorus. That's true. Yeah. Plenty of dynamics, but I think it's mostly cold lettuce. <laughs> There's a lot of cold lettuce here. You're, t- you're saying there's no hot bacon? The bacon's not hot? The bacon's lukewarm? It's a fake plastic bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the production. It's very just classic all around. Like the acoustic to organ and guitar and drums trickling in it's a very rock and roll approach to it there's no real tricks like i was saying before it's just such a brilliant song they didn't really need to do much more than just start it and then keep adding things and be dynamic it's true it's all about the melody but the way that it's produced and the and Mm -hmm. the decisions that were made to like kind of accompany that emotional yes kind of journey that that's going on it's it's flawless in 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 my humble opinion Yes, I second yeah, that. Um, 
it like that wears me out part whatever it brings you like into the moment of like the effect that all this fake plastic bullshit has on things and so it is very it's it's that idea that things get so like you ever get just so fucking stressed or so that you just actually chill because you're just like well I can't even fucking deal with this right now, so I don't even fucking care anymore. Yeah, it gets it gets to that point where it's just so like overwhelming. It's just like you gotta whatever. laugh. It's just like it fucking weird. It just right. It just I, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think he's crying. He ain't laughing. I do. I, I learned it on guitar today. The chord structure is really cool. Just kind of the the simple uh, things he's doing with the chords to play around with it. It's very distinctive. Uh, I like that a lot. And to speak to the drone, he's almost droning with the high E on the guitar. Like that's always open, which it just, it really kind of gives a, a cohesive nature to the sound of the whole song. It's a lot more original than creep, which they got sued for and lost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those songs that doesn't happen often, but you're, you're, it's a, it's in, it's major. And then when it goes to that chorus and that, that outro, it's, it's minor. It goes from the major mm-hmm. to the but minor, a very pretty is... minor, like this weird oh yeah B minor seven, chords? but with but with open strings as well. Which is it is it's one four five, but right, the inversions. the F sharp the F sharp bass is pretty yeah because it makes, lets the, the ba- yeah. and then so the B minor would be the two, so it sounds like it's pretty squarely yeah. an A with with a couple inversions. Well, musically, we can we can shift into the the lineup for this. You have Tom York on vocals and acoustic, Johnny Greenwood on electric guitar and Hammond organ, Ed O'Brien on electric guitar, Colin Greenwood on bass, Philip Selway on drums, Carolyn Lavelle on cello, and John Mateus on viola and violin. Musically, they're like you said, they're kind of just doing basic shit. To accompany this this melody and it and it's mixed perfectly, the things that stand yeah, out to me, off. yeah, nothing showing off. But the things that stand out, I think, are the things that are there from the beginning is the acoustic, and then that organ that that Hammond organ he's playing that just kind of mm-hmm. really gives it like a haunting feel. It takes away the like straight up ballady feel of just that acoustic guitar to to have that organ accompany it throughout. Kind of gives a little different flavor from the beginning. The question: Would you rather be in a band, a critically acclaimed, obviously immensely talented band like Radiohead, or just some fucking bonehead ass band like Tom, like fucking Motley Crue? Radiohead. Uh, Radiohead. <laughs> I'm gonna go with blowjobs under the table and Ferraris. I'm going Motley Crue. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask something. So, in my twenties, probably <laughs> Motley Crue. 30s and 40s, Radiohead. 50s, Motley Crue. 60s, Motley Crue. 70s, definitely Motley Crue. <laughs> <laughs> so 30s, 40s, Radiohead. Rest to- of the time, Motley Crue. <laughs> well, so nothing particularly stands out to you guys musically. I mean, I would say the strings kind of, it's something a little different it's- in some of their stuff from the bends. Kind of gives some gravity. The guitars give it a little rock feel. I, I don't even notice the bass in the song, honestly. The drums sound great to me. Yeah, the the bass the bass is definitely there. I was noticing it today. It's it, it, when it gets rocking, it's a big part of it. Nothing sticks out except its perfection as a whole. I think the thing that sticks out is no individual performances. You know, I mean, vocally sure, but like it, just the dynamics, just from the big intense 
to fucking the calmness of like the moment and the silence of isolation and all that shit. Yeah. The, the back and forth, the dynamics, which is something that they really, really got into in, in OK Computer. Yeah. The, big, the loud quiet, which is very which, cool. It, yeah. It's a lot of emotional push pull that they're, they're able to kind of manipulate through his voice. And, and again, I just think lyrically, this band, like, they're able, they're kind of masters at doing that through his voice and their melodies and their production and, and music and stuff. I, I almost think they, their lyrics are just kind of beside the point most of the time. It's it's almost like he's just throwing shit in that, you know. Yeah, I feel like that's Paul McCartney, cool not Tom York. I think it's time we vibe. Uh, cue the music in three, two, one. In honor of Radiohead, I'm going to say, what's the point? <laughs> Never. What's the point? What's the point? Move question mark. Um, I'm. I. It's it. Two question marks. A question mark in front of and but and after. Um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> inverted. I want to hear. You know what? I'll hear the song anytime. I, I I can hear this anywhere with anyone, and I'll turn it up and I'll blast that melody anytime anywhere. The melody, Jonathan. God, such a singer. I want to hear this waiting in the fucking waiting room for my fucking therapist. Which I don't really have a therapist, but like if I did, this is this should be playing in the fucking. Jesus. This should be playing in the waiting room at all times. This is know. this is on the earpods as you this walk is, in. They should just prime them like <laughs> let customer fucking customer uh, security. They're never gonna go anywhere if they keep this song this, in their head. This, <laughs> this fucking therapy wears me out. <laughs> oh good lord, Neil, what about you? Well, I have a specific time and place. Last week I was hiking in Sedona. And I put this on midday, like just out in just beautiful nature. And like, it was cool listening to this song about fake plastic trees, looking at, you know, just canyons and, and it was just, it was nice. I was with my parents and my wife and I needed one song to listen to. Like what would be one song that's epic enough to just put on in a hike while you're hiking with people like your family. And then I remembered we were doing this song, put it on and it was, uh, it was pretty glorious. Now, were you listening to it? Did was everyone able to hear this? No, just earpods. Okay, uh, just just it, your earbuds. Okay, were you touching just, real? Tre- were you touching touching real trees while listening to the song? Yes, I was out in the middle of. But did you like stop and just take in the 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 realness, the reality yes, of nature? Of course, I'm saying it was a moment. Question, but man. more 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 <laughs> succinctly, did it wear you out? Hiking. No, it lifted me hiking, up. The hiking didn't it lifted me up until I listened to the words. <laughs> so, so you were who everyone wanted to be all the time, or at that time, at least. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, actually, I also want to also want to listen to this when I'm shopping for Christmas trees, fake ones. It's a very Wait, it's a home holly, line? It's a holly jolly, not a holly, not a jolly Christmas. <laughs> You got it blasting through the house when you're ordering a fake plastic tree online? <laughs> fake plastic Christmas. Fake plastic Christmas tree. Uh, speaking of Christmas, why don't we uh, slide under the influence for a little bit and uh, talk about the influences. Mm. Uh, influence by, influence moving forward, and similar songs. Neil, why don't you get us started here? Well, I think um, it's a lot of contemporary stuff. I mean, I think it's uh, it, the words kind of have a Nirvana feel to them. I think in general, this song kind of like almost single-handedly started like Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20, Coldplay. Radiohead and this sound took off in the 90s, but I think this is the best version of it. 
Interesting. Jonathan? I don't know, man. It sounds like Sylvia Plath or fucking Hemingway's fucking... Hemingway's was talking about fucking black-ass days. And he was talking about he was really depressed. He was called a black-ass... And this sounds like this. Nirvana is definitely, I think, a good comparison. Counting Crows, there's a lot of, you know, I guess the quote-unquote grunge stuff where it's just... Which I never really heard it as a different genre to me. It just sounded like it just leaning more into the psychological... You know, after that, I guess just any kind of like depressed. I mean, what do they call that? Like, like shoegazing, like that kind of that kind of just contemplate. Yeah, of that kind of ilk, I feel like you know, um, it, it definitely. I mean, it makes depression sound cool. I'll give them that. Well, well, it's like you're not in bed all day. You're walking around looking straight down. You know, contemporary wise, I mean, I'm more. I, I find this more similar to Smashing Pumpkins than Nirvana. Yes, for sure. Um, obviously, this influenced bands like Coldplay and and I mean, and I don't know. I mean, they they influenced pretty much anyone in rock after them. I think it's hard to listen to them and not hear the uh, the Pixies influence there. I, for some reason, I, I hear a little Stevie Nicks in how he's kind of <laughs> singing this. Um, yeah, there's a little Stevie in everyone. <laughs> but, like, I mean, I think more than is maybe apparent, like, it's really blues. It's just a very cerebral British, like, art school, you know, blues. It's Pink Floydy, but, like, it's, it's, it, it is essence. It is blues in this, it's melancholy. It's, it's not bluesy, like, the way that we associate blues music, but the, yeah. thematically, it's yeah. very much the same. Well, Speaking of blues and depression, why don't we get under the covers for a little bit and talk about the covers of this song? Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? Um, you're on the clock, so keep it keep it keep it short. Uh, <laughs> none that I can recall. None that you can recall. That, that, okay. Which means I may have listened <laughs> to some, but just don't remember it. Okay, okay, that's fair. Neil? I, well, I think I'm probably made up for Jonathan. Um, I listened to The Triple by Turtles. It was really good. It, it doesn't start great, but I really love what they do with it as the song goes on. I mean, it's I, nothing It's nothing crazy, but it's. I enjoyed it. I like it. It's bluegrass, it's slow, there's strings, there's harmonies. I think they did a great job on it. I think a, um, a perfect use of it in TV was the, the Westworld version. Just like the oh, plastic yeah, just the robots. Piano. Yeah, I mean, just amazing use of that song. The Ramin Jawadi. And uh, and then I listened to some more, but the only other one to bring up really is, um, we I think we brought them up before too, the 8-Bit Misfits doing the song. It sounds like a Nintendo version. Oh, and I was Lord. just thinking of like, it'd be an epic like post-boss battle tune. Because it sounds post-what like, battle? Fucking... Boss, boss battle, like video game. You just you just took down Bowser, and now you're yeah. listening yep. to fake plastic trees <laughs> as Mario grabs the princess and mushroom dances in the background. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw a couple more. Amethyst Kia, who's like a newer mm-hmm. singer songwriter, who I like, I to it. did not do a good job with this. Sounds song. like Tracy Chapman. Yeah, but not, but not as in a good. great way. <laughs> Um, KT Tunstall makes another appearance on this pod uh, with a cover of hers, which is like a jazzy piano take live at the BBC, which is not advisable. <laughs> um, our, let's our, make it our, swing. Let's make it like a cocktail hour. Let's make let's, let's just 
That's not good. Big plastic watering ooh, can. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> gong. But, <laughs> Wrong. Uh, I mean, vitamin. The vitamin string kills it again. Uh-huh. The quartet sh- shows up and sh- and stands out. Um, and then I'll point out, uh, Amanda Palmer does like a little when when she's not getting murdered on. Uh, no, that's Laura Palmer. Amanda Palmer <laughs> does a little solo ukulele version cool, cool. that is it, it borders on too cute, but it's good. I listened to this one. Uh, Scala and Cockney Brothers. Oh it's like a church choir doing it, like a I full do, on, and I, I, yeah, it's, it was nuts, man. I mean, I, I don't know if I'll listen to it again, but I enjoyed it. Let's hear that again, Scala and Cockney, <laughs> something like that. I mean, it's K O L C A C A C N Y. How the hell would you? K O L C A C N Y. Yeah. I think it's Col- like, it's like it's like this is London Col- law. This is, this is London law firm did a cover of it. Fucking Scully and Colcock. They commissioned it. Well, no, they would be solicitors at law. Barristers, right? <laughs> solicitors at law. <laughs> Barristers. Barristers at law. Nice. Speaking of solicitors <laughs> and law, why don't we uh talk about how the shoe fit? And since this is my song, I'm gonna tell you how it fits. Fits like a fake plastic watering can. I don't know what that means. You so you just stepped into one and you're, thank you. You're, that's rock and roll gibberish, Jonathan. That's rock and roll gibberish. Just because. <laughs> Jonathan, how does the shoe fit? I don't know. It feels like those slip-on slippers they give you in a fucking mental institution when you're just fucking <laughs> wandering about. <laughs> Jonathan's like black Reeboks. Psychiatric My ass is hanging out of my apron. I'm just meandering about, fucking trying to find a sink to throw through a window so I can escape. But what's the point of that, even? <laughs> Neil, what you got? Um, shoe, shoe, they, shoe wise, they fit great. Like an like an old pair that are very worn out, but you still can't get rid of them. They were great shoes. They're done, but they sit in your closet because they're so good. But you just don't oh, want to nice. toss them. Nice. Oh, you know what mine fit like? I'm sorry. Like a pair of rubber duck boots. Not plastic. Yeah, I mean <laughs> rubber ducky boots. I mean, nah, like ducks, we're, we're going boots with the, to rubber ducks in. If you get a good pair of duck, duck boots, they're gonna basically gonna be rubber. They're called rubber ducky of, boots, not, Josh. <laughs> there's there's some mixture of rubber and plastic. I don't know uh, to prevent you know waterproofing. With polystyrene. Um, polystyrene, yeah. <laughs> polystyrene the, the, boots. They fit like an American flag that's made in Taiwan. and on that note our cover of Radiohead's Fake Plastic Trees
Big plan. 
cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond and Neil Marsh. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us a good rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Jonathan's week. What are we going to do? We're going to talk about Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones. Can't wait! <laughs>